Some Monument to Last, a 10-year anniversary reading daily through this year. Page 10. Who was I to be affecting such change? Many of the stories were just like firing a gun. It became a brutal cycle, heated discussions over facts and scripts, the eventual airing of the story, and finally the comfort of fast food at 11 o'clock at night. Slowly, 50 pounds crept back onto my body. I kept doing my job, interviewing mourning family members who'd lost a loved one to a drive-by or a terrible accident. At the end of the day, the emotions hit me and I burst into tears as the people's story somehow became my own. I was still very interested in learning about my father and researched his life when I wasn't working. Along the way, I found his obituary, the newspaper article describing his death, and his best friend who could only warn me not to be like my alcoholic father. He cautioned me to watch my taste for alcohol and make sure it never got out of hand. At age 24, I was doing what I set out to do, but still I felt like a failure, unable to crack the one story that mattered most. I wanted to know my heritage, learn about my father, and see his face. I once visited his gravesite and found an unmarked grave. Something had gone, uh, obviously gone terribly wrong for a man to have so many, <coughs> pardon me, relatives, yet no marker for his grave. I wanted to know where I came from. Surely my father wasn't all bad news. I would felt like I was missing a big chunk of my life for as long as I could remember. Though the amount of searching I did fluctuated with my job and personal circumstances I had been searching for years. As a TV journalist, in October 2000, I was assigned an interview. To me, it was just another routine assignment, except I was interviewing news legend Walter Cronkite. I was born in 1974, so for me, it wasn't like interviewing Dan Rather or Katie Couric. Mr. Cronkite was the guest speaker at the event to honor Colonel Van Kennedy, the owner of the CBS station in Corpus Christi, the man who gave the father of television news his first broadcasting job, in Austin in the 40s. And I'll stop there. Uh, wow, age 24. I'm 43 now. And, um, you know, this <coughs> business seems to just get harder. Uh, I'm mourning the death of my first love, uh, Gene, who died of a heart attack uh, May 22nd. And he had just been laid off as a reporter in New York. And uh, in March, and then he had a heart attack a few months later. So I know it was partly the stress of being unemployed again, which he kind of struggled with freelancing jobs and stuff. Uh, very talented, very smart, uh, very a very good storyteller. And, um, you know, it's just not fair that he's no longer with us. And um, life is so short. He was 45. And... Um, I'm just glad I got to know him, glad he did well in life and did, you know, what he enjoyed and he was good at it. And uh, that's been a difficult thing to learn. Uh, he was buried on Saturday and I just wish we'd had more time together. I wish we would have been able to develop our relationship in our early 20s, but it's been a struggle for the LGBTQ community and, um, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. Sorry, I have allergies, um, so I've been coughing a lot all day. <coughs> so I'm hoping this cough will go away. 
um, soon. Uh, I'm also saddened about the two suicides recently, um, Kate and Anthony, and I just, I don't like the coverage that we're giving them, um, the celebration we're giving Anthony. I think it encourages other people to do the same. I think we have to be careful, and just putting out the 1-800 hotline is not enough. Um, there's got to be more to the story, and um, I'm just, in a way, angry at them for being so selfish, because it is a selfish act. We all have problems. We all struggle. Yes, there's mental illness and mental health issues and uh, depression uh, there's help for that. I've been through all of that. And the only solution I know of is to connect with your higher power and turn your life over to your higher power every day because people will fail us. Life will fail us. Life is sad. Uh, it's not fair. And thank God for that. But, you know, it's easy to focus on the bad. I'm earning very little money right now. I'm 43. I'm a seasoned veteran journalist of 20 years. And I'm earning about 31.5 a year plus lots of overtime. But I'm exhausted, working six days a week for several months. And I'm living in a rented room. Um, you know, it's a nice neighborhood but it's an old home and it's working um one of my roommates i do not care for so i have a jalopy a 2003 van an odyssey and yet i'm on television every day trying to look smart and funny and witty and i love it and i am those things but again television news is not what you see what you see is not real in some aspects um someone in san antonio a good reporter used to say uh what you see on tv ain't what's on tv um so again i may come across as successful and well paid and well established and yet i'm struggling living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, I lost everything in a bad marriage. Uh, I've been discriminated against because I'm fat, because I'm bisexual, uh, because I'm Hispanic. And yet I move forward because I know in the end I'm going to win. In the end I'm a winner because I'm saved by the grace of God and the power and the blood of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I move forward. And... Um, no one can stop me. Uh, no one can tell me otherwise. And, you know, jobs come and go. Uh, we're not going to take any of these things with us uh, when we die. And so for me, my focus is on being happy, uh, serving others, building some relationships that are meaningful, and doing the best I can. Um, so we all have reason to check out. And yet, there's no reason good enough, um, bad enough, to do such a selfish act. So, I just, uh, I'm a little angry at those two celebrities who chose to do that and get so much attention uh, when, you know, there's nothing worth doing that for. So, alright, we'll continue reading Some Monument to Last. Have a great week.